Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I love Christmas. I, I do. I like Christmas. I, I enjoy the Christmas season. And I, I understand, well, I tell you all the traffic, all the pushing and shoving and all the... Listen, that's not Christmas. But I'll tell you, there is a side to Christmas that we ought to enjoy. And, and I really believe um, there is no other season in the world like Christmas. I feel sorry for places that don't celebrate Christmas. Even, I don't mean this, don't, don't misunderstand, even if they weren't even talking about Jesus, just the joy of the season might lift their spirits a little bit. Then you get the revelation of Jesus is the reason for the season. And all of a sudden, it's amazing what God can do. It doesn't matter how convoluted it seems to be or how upside down, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to still say Merry Christmas. I'm not going to worry about am I going to offend somebody when I say it. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but listen, that's just in me. Amen. That's just in me to say that. I I had to uh, correspond with someone that I didn't know by email the other day, and, and, uh, and I ended it with Merry Christmas. And I sent it, and I thought, you know what? I don't have a clue who this person is. But they're going to have a Merry Christmas, regardless. Amen? So, I believe people want to celebrate hope. I, I think that's one of the reasons that Christmas has is, is always been so big. And, hey, listen, ever since I can remember, I've heard people say, well, it's just too commercial now. It's just too commercial now. Well, it's always been that way for years. But it's okay. We can still celebrate. But why? Because, listen, people want hope. And Christmas, I believe, and the fact that Jesus came literally brings people hope. People want to celebrate the hope of and the wonder of Christmas, the supernatural. They want to know, hey, angels appeared. Jesus was born in a, in a stable and, and, and tell the whole story of, and the celebration, all of that. So I don't. I think people want to be Scrooges. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there may be some, but most of the time, they're not. But listen, most people at this time of year, they want to. They want a miracle. They want a miracle to be real. They want to know. You know, this could really happen. You you see the shows on television, and, and it's interesting because you know you always have now. You got so many channels on cable. You've always got those who are, are anti-programming. So whatever's good, you know, like I, I looked on there the other day on the guide, and they had saw one, saw two, saw three. Why? Well, they're trying to push against. But you know what? You, nobody's watching saw this time of year. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nobody's watching that kind of stuff. They're looking for miracles. They're watching movies that have miracles. I mean movies that are old. They were old when I was young. Just so you'll know. Stuff like, the, you know, the, uh, like It's a Wonderful Life. 
You know, I, I, I like, you know, the, the modern day version is called Scrooged, you know, uh, but, but even it has a happy ending. People are looking for that. They want that. You don't believe it? Just go watch a Hallmark movie. You'll feel good at the end. <laughs> Amen. And don't look at me, men, like, I don't ever watch those Hallmark movies. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, if you're married to somebody that watches them, you watch them. <laughs> the other night, Becky and I were watching one, and it was, uh, hadn't been on 10 minutes. She said, you got it figured out yet? And I said, yeah, pretty much. It's all right, though. Why? Because we like the ending. The birth of Jesus, listen to me, created a new beginning in the world. And, and a lot of time we get the negative attitude, and I read all the time, well, Christianity's, you know, going down. You know, people don't go to church anymore. But I want to tell you something. I, I don't believe those statistics. I, there may be some places where they're not going, but you're here. Listen, we're packed. So, so, so something's working. We're not the only church in town. Something's working. But, but when Jesus came and the birth of Jesus came, it created a, a new beginning. And it came with angels and wise men and the supernatural flow of God. Things orchestrated by God. But most of all, God with us. If you were here last Sunday, you know God, thank God, he is with us now. But listen, in the natural, people get discouraged by the times. They don't see it. Second Timothy chapter uh, 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Now listen to this. This is pretty sad. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal despisers of brutal despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power, and from such people turn away. That was written a long time ago. That was written a long time ago. But how many of you know it's true? But good news, you're the antidote for it. You're the antidote for it. Sure, there are people like that. But that doesn't change the reality of who you are or what you have or what God's done for you. Because if you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've become the light of the world. No, Jesus is the light of the world. Not without you. Not without you. You're his voice. Now listen, mankind wants to celebrate what took place, and, and that's fine. You know, people talk about it, and then they forget it the rest of the year, but the point is, there's got to be a reality to it. In order for there to be a reality to it, you've got to be the key to that reality. The light of Christmas is in you. Well, I wish I'd get the Christmas spirit. Well, get it from you. They need to get it from you. I wish you hadn't brought that up. Well, listen, I'm just trying to help you today. What we have is an ageless 
message. Now listen to me. An ageless message unknown to mankind before Jesus was born. We have a timeless message. Culture can't change it because it transcends culture and goes to the heart of man. I don't care what you do. Now, I do care, but in a sense, I don't care what you do with Christmas. Listen to me. You can change the culture of Christmas, but you can't change Jesus. And you can't change why Jesus came. And you can't change the purpose that he came. And it's not going to change. It's not going to go away. It's not going to descend. It's going to grow. Listen, there is a scripture that's very clear. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Listen to this. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Done deal. Well, I don't believe in Christmas. Who cares? It's a done deal. A Savior has already been born. Thank God he was born. He lived. He died for us. Unto us a Savior was born. So we can celebrate and nothing can change that. But let me show you the power behind the birth of of Jesus. Listen to this. John Chapter 3, probably never heard this scripture before. John chapter 3, verse 16. You ready? For God so loved the world. In fact, I want you to say it with me. Say this with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now listen to this. That is the expression of Christmas. God's love. That's what generates the power to cause an explosion of power and rejoicing on the earth when Jesus was born. An explosion took place of the glory of God, and it was released by love. It was released by the love of God, the dynamic, self-powered message of God's love. Self-powered message. of You don't have to make people know God loves them. All you have to do is tell them. He'll take care of the rest of it. He'll take it from there. John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5 in the Amplified Bible says this. Listen to this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness. For the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. Never. That light that shines out of the love of God cannot be quenched. I don't care what the world does. I don't care how bad it gets. Even in gross darkness, light will shine. Why? Because the love of God cannot be put out. It cannot be extinguished. The light of God, the message of God sending his son cannot change. One translation says darkness can never overwhelm it. What you've got is transcends any, listen to me, anything that the world or evil or darkness could ever do. God's 
love. He sent his son. He loves you. All he asks of you is to receive the love. How do you do that? Through his son. Transformative, supernatural message. A word from God. Now we live by a different light. We live by the light of Jesus. Thank God God's with us. Now listen to this scripture. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. Listen to this. This is a Weiss translation. It's a Greek Testament, but it's got a phrase I want you to hear here. Listen to this. In this was clearly shown the love of God in our case because his son... The uniquely begotten one, now listen to this, God sent off into the world on a mission. God sent Jesus off into the world with a mission. With a mission. What was it? In order that we, are y'all still with me, may live through him. Jesus had a mission when he came. Say, well, it was to die. No, his mission was to live. And his mission was for you to live through him. Isn't that amazing? The New Living Translation says it this way. God showed how much he loved us by sending his his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. That's it. Sure, there's a lot more to the gospel, but bottom line, that's it. God loved us. He loved you so much that he was willing to send his son on a mission to give you the capacity to live like him. Wow, I am so glad that he did that for me. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. When it start, when, listen to me. When, it start, when you start hearing the shouts and the glory on high and singing glory to the highest, you're singing God loved us so much. That he sent his son on a mission to give us a capacity to live like him. To walk, to allow that love to explode into our lives. And to, and to lit, literally take away the only thing that could stop that and that's called sin. That's called sin. So that we don't have to live like the rest of the world in darkness. We can live in the light. Another Greek scholar said this. And I I love the way it says it. It's a little, you know, wordy. But listen to this. W.E. Vine said this. It was an exercise of the divine will in deliberate choice. Made without assignable cause save that which lies in the nature of God. In other words, there was absolutely nothing you did or could do that could cause God to do what he did. He did it out of his own self. 
out of his own nature, who he was. He loved us so much that he sent his son on a mission. And that mission was to get you and I to live like the son. To allow the son of God to shine through us. Listen, the world can't love like God did. Only Jesus can impart that love. You, you, in your natural self, you can't love everybody. I don't know whether you've ever tried that before. It's tough. Because the minute you think you got it down, the Lord will send somebody across your path to let you know you can't do this on your own. I'm going to be kind to everybody. I'm going to love everybody. Uh-huh. I'd like to watch that. But yet on the other side of that, there is a supernatural operation of God that can work through us and in us to where we can express the love of God that can only be expressed through us. I don't know whether you realize this or not. Jesus is not here. You are. The mission was that Jesus would come so that you could live and light up the world with his love through Jesus. That, that's, that's the mission. That's the plan. Let me read you. Look, let me just put it to you just this way. The world, there is no way that the world could ever express the real Christmas. The Christmas spirit is hollow without Jesus. No Jesus, no real Christmas. He's the only symbol of hope left in the world. So listen, don't kid yourself. There are a lot of people who don't want to hear what you have to say about Jesus, that God loves them, Jesus died for them. But listen to me. There are a lot of people who are desperate for it. They are desperate for a word that God loves them, that he forgives their sin and will, let, will work in them his love so they can shine like Jesus shone. And that's who you're after. That's who you're after. You are the hope for the reality of Christmas. The light's in you. The light's in you. Now, now, here's the sad part about it, okay? The enemy is always trying to bring darkness into our lives. How many of you are a Christian, you know what I'm talking about? It's just part of living. There's always that darkness trying to creep in. We call it, in most cases, temptation, okay? And so we always are fighting that. But listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying, okay? Even in your battle, you have to know that God loves you and Jesus will live through you. It, it doesn't matter that you're perfect. 
I mean, I'm the only one I know in here. And I just blew it by line. But here's the thing. When the love of God's on the inside of you, you're desperate to make it pure. I am. Why would I want to live my life in impurity and try to express the love of God? God's love demands that we push ourselves to the limit to live, to live the way he wants us to live. But listen, you're not going to be perfect. You've just got to make up your mind that you're going to walk in love and let the Holy Spirit work in you and, and fight for purity in your life the best way you can. I learned a, lo- a lesson a long time ago. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to tell you the whole story because I'm too embarrassed to tell you how bad I was, how ugly I was. Hopefully I've grown in the years since then. But I, I, was, I got angry about something. And I let it be known I was angry and I was not nice. I was rude. There was no love in what I was saying. I didn't cuss, but I, I, I came close. It's like a friend of mine said, he said, I don't cuss anymore, but wherever I spit, the grass doesn't grow. You know, I mean, that's how angry I was. And so after I gave my little anger spill, you know, and released it, got in my car and drove off, the Holy Spirit said something to me, and it broke me. He said, son, thank God he still called me son. He said, you just lost the ability to minister to that person. What if I was the only one who could minister to him? And because of my lack of love, I just lost the ability to minister to them. That ought to drive us to purity. That ought to drive us to, I don't want to ever be in a place where I can't minister to somebody. And I have to overcome me in order to minister to them. Now listen. 1 John chapter 4 verse 11 says this and 12 in the New Living Translation. Dear friend, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love, listen to this, his love is brought to full expression in us. See, it's not enough to tell other people God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. They got to see it in you. They need to see it in you. Because you're the full expression of God's love. You're the one that is releasing that love today by your actions, by what you do. You, let me put it to you just kind of real plain. You are the hope of Christmas. Christmas is going to continue the way it ought to. It's not because the world's carnal. They've always been carnal. It's not because the world is self-absorbed. They've always been self-absorbed. But what about you? Your love is what's responsible to keep Christmas going. The real true spirit of Christmas is to walk in love, to allow love to be applicable to every phase of your life. And it's not hard to do if you're willing to do it. 
Let me just read you a, a quote here. Christian love, whether exercised toward the brethren or toward men generally, is not an impulse from the feelings. It does not always run with natural inclination, nor does it spend itself only upon those who have some affinity that you've discovered. Love seeks the welfare of all. It starts with you. Let it be said today, somebody, listen to me, somebody was shown Christian love because of you. Maybe you're here today because of Christian love. Maybe somebody loved you enough to say, would you come to church with me today? That's love. Why? Because you're going to hear what you need to hear. What is that? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you. That's, that's the message. That's, that's what lights up the world. Whether you realize it or not, there will be a time when you'll realize it. It may not be till we get to heaven, but there'll be a time when you realize, my God, I had the words in my mouth that light up the world. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That word, listen, that word will work. It will communicate anywhere in the world. All over the world, that word will communicate. God's love will communicate. And you're here today, and you're in... You're in, in you could be in lots of different positions. You could be here today. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. And you say, you know, something's stirring in me. This is real. There's something about this. And it's not my great message. I've heard myself preach. I know better. But it's the Holy Spirit speaking in you. This is real. God's love is real. God really wants to live through me. God really wants to work in my life. You may be here and you've let darkness into your life. You know, it's a tough place to live when you've made Jesus the Lord of your life and you choose to live in darkness. Now, I, I got to tell you, and I'm not bragging, this is not a brag, but, but I have not done that. And I, I pray to God that I don't do it. Anybody susceptible to, to temptation, but I pray that I don't. What a miserable place to live when you know what's right. You know what Jesus has said. You know what Jesus wants for you, and yet you walk in darkness, and you cover up what God has for you. There are many Christians walking the earth today that are in that position. You know, you may be here today, and you've gone to church you know, I, hey, I remember going to church uh, before I got saved. I'd go to church on Christmas. Why? Well, everybody else was going, I'd go. Might hook up with somebody, you know, you never know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was my attitude, you know. What kind of church you go to? It didn't matter. But, you know, you may be here just thinking, well, I, go, I went to church. Everything's all right. No, everything's not all right. The light shines, and that light is Jesus. And that's the, that is the only way, the only answer to eternal life is Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.